0: You're listening to the Biz Women Rock Podcast, and this is a special series all about podcasting for your business. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Biz Women Rock Podcast. I'm Katie Kremitzos, your host, and this podcast is here for you to access easily digestible information that can have immediate results in your business. It is part of the entire Biz Women Rock community. If you want to be part of the Biz Women Rock community, which is the home for women all over the world in all sorts of different industries who come together to help one another grow and get access to resources that can help your business grow, then all you have to do is go to bizwomenrock.com, go opt in and you will be given a personal invitation from me to join our private Facebook group. I am absolutely thrilled that you are here joining me for the Podcasting for Your Business series. I created this series specifically because, A, as you may have heard about in the kickoff episode of the series, episode 277, you heard the entire story of Biz Women Rock, and ultimately, my entire business, this incredible global community of women who I am privileged to serve, who I get to practice living in my purpose every single day, through this business started because of the podcast. So personally, I have a little bit of an attachment (laughs) and a love of podcasting. Also, and just as importantly, I have so many women and men who continue to ask me questions about podcasting and want to be introduced to resources that can help them, stories that can help them see the insides of what this podcasting world is all about, and more importantly, what is possible here. There are nine episodes that are a part of this series, plus what amounts to an audio directory of podcasting resources. Resources. I reached out to service providers, people who provide products and services for podcasters and put them all together in a resource guide for you. So that is available to you as well. Two quick mentions before we get into today's episode. Number one, I want to thank our sponsor, Emerald City Productions, without whom I could not have possibly produced this series. If you want to put your attention on what you love to do rather than the post-production of your podcast, go to emeraldcitypro.com forward slash rock. And the major, major point to make here is that if you are listening to this, that means you were either interested in podcasting and how it can work for your business and your brain is starting to think about that, or you currently are a podcaster and you just want to know how to do it better and have a deeper impact both on those you serve and your business, which means you need to come to PodFest Multimedia Expo February 23rd through 25th in Orlando, Florida. Go to podfest.us. Two major reasons that this is a must-attend conference. Number one, the education. I promise you, and by the way, I'm saying this because I happen to be married to the gentleman who is the organizer of this entire conference. But I have been able to see the speaker lineup and the topics. And so I know firsthand that the education is literally going to be off the chain. I am starting to feel conflicted on like, oh my gosh, I want to go see this. I want to go see this. So the education that is going to be presented here will knock your socks off and change your podcasting experience forever. I promise you that. The second major reason that you have to attend is for the community. You will hear me talk over and over again about how amazing the community of podcasters is. And this conference is specifically engineered so that relationships can get started, relationships can dive deeper. You have opportunities to not only speak and connect with your fellow podcaster attendees, but also with the speakers. There's no difference between the speakers and attendees at this conference. And there are events that are engineered so that you can can network purposefully with your fellow attendees. It's going to rock. And guess what? Because you are listening and because you're a part of the Biz Women Rock community, you get a massive deal on a three-day combo ticket. Just go to podfest.us and use your promo code BWR, all lowercase, and you will get your discount. I am so looking forward to seeing you there. All right. Let's get into today's show. Elizabeth Dialto is the creator of the Untamed The Wild Soul Radio podcast. It is a podcast that brings together her entire community of women who want to celebrate getting in touch with themselves. And as Elizabeth explains during this interview... Really, who she's speaking to is the woman who has been hard-driving her entire life, utilizing that very masculine side of herself, and now wants to be truly in line and in touch with who she is, her body, her soul, her spirit, everything. So she launched Untame the Wild Soul Radio about a year after she started her business, UntameYourself.com, where she had offered coaching, group mentorships, retreats. And in this interview, I talked to her about what impact the podcast had on her business. And it was an amazing one and continues to be an amazing impact. So much so that you're going to hear at the very end, the core, perfectly encapsulated reason why she will always podcast and why she continues to do it all the time. Let's get on with this interview with Elizabeth. Miss Elizabeth, what is going on, my dear? Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. You are very welcome. So I want to talk a little bit about this this entire series that we're focusing on is all about podcasting for your business and how podcasting can be such a powerful part of your business, an extension of your business or your kind of your business itself. And you have an incredible podcast, an incredible business right next to it. So I wanted to kind of give a little bit of the story as to how your podcast began.
1: Yeah. So this was super cool. Do you remember the platform or had you ever known of the platform Entheos? No. It was an educational platform, and they were hosting essentially summits that weren't obnoxious as the summit model, which, no offense to people who do that, it's not my gig. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> um, they were calling them symposiums. And since it was hosted on their platform, it wasn't like the high pressure. People were required to share and all that stuff. So I did a symposium for Entheos back in 2015. And shortly thereafter, that platform went under. And so they said, hey, you know, you do whatever you want with the content. So I had 25 interviews in the can, and I'm like, cool, let's turn it into a podcast. All right. So I have an operations girl, and I said, hey, you want to figure out how we start a podcast? And she's awesome at figuring things out. So she did. And we started it and we've been going strong since the end of May, 2015.
0: Wow. So did you already have a business up and running at that point? Like what, what was that at the, at that time that your podcast was sort of adding to?
1: Yeah. Oh, great question. So yeah, the previous year, actually the exactly a year before that, I had officially launched this new direction for my business, which was my virtual program called Wild Soul Movement. It's a central movement practice for women, essentially helps them get out of their head, into their body, connect with who they are, all that kind of cool stuff. And so Wild Soul Movement had been launched already three times. I was also beginning to run weekend retreats called Untame Yourself Weekends. And just a couple other, I had private coaching clients. I run a mentorship every year that's a group program. So those were kind of the moving pieces of the business currently in place when I launched the podcast.
0: Got it. What impact did you notice immediately that the podcast had on your business?
1: Engagement and no like and trust factor for sure. Um, Mainly because, I mean, and this is just how I show up. So I know some people, they pre-do questions and they prepare their guests and all that stuff. I don't do any of that. We just show up and have a conversation. Because one of the reasons why I even did the symposium before it was a podcast is because I know so many incredible people and I'm constantly hopping on Skype with my friends, catching up, catching up with people at events and the conversations we're having. I'm like, God, this should be recorded and we should be sharing it with people because there's so much good stuff. Right. And most people I know are the type of people who've done a ton of personal work on themselves. And for my entrepreneur friends, you know, we've invested literally hundreds of thousands of dollars in, you know, mistakes, successes, outcomes, all these types of things. It's like, This conversation could really help a lot of other people. And so why not just let others be a fly on the wall? So that's kind of the format of my show. There's one question, my signature question that I always start the show with. If it's a woman, I ask, what do you love about being a woman? If it's a man, I ask, what do you love about being a man? And then we just go from there. And that suits my personality because I'm a natural conversationalist. So I can pull the threads. I can weave together a super fun, organic conversation. I know some people aren't built that way. So that framework wouldn't work for them. But that works for me and that's how we do it. And so that's what we've been doing.
0: I love it. Now, when you mentioned engagement as sort of an immediate result that you saw, what does that mean? And how did engagement look like back then? And now I guess fast forward, how does it look like now?
1: Great question. Oh man, this is so fun. I, love it. <laughs> I don't, I don't business coach. People are asking me all the time to be their business coach and I don't, it's not something I'm interested in doing, but I do love geeking out on business. Yep. So I'm loving these freaking Yay! questions. Good, good. So <laughs> What it looks like is this. I had a private Facebook group because the nature of what I do, it's it's a bit vulnerable, right? Like people are tapping into things that they don't want to be posting about publicly on Facebook. Right. And so I just had more people coming into the group, opening up, sharing their experiences, asking questions. Oh, that was awesome. Oh, I love this. People naturally sharing things. And then also I'm trying to think there was certainly something, but I don't remember what it was. I know, I guess it was later in the year when I my book, the number of people that were ready and willing and really wanted to be early reviewers, like the amount of loyalty in my tribe is unbelievable because you don't realize until you have a podcast that like, cause I wasn't a podcast listener. So I didn't know this, the relationship you've built with someone because you've spent intimate, intimate, hours with them. Like people are listening to a podcast. We're in the car on the way to get work. They're getting ready in the morning. Like they're curling their hair in their bra and I'm there with them. You know? Um, (laughs) Yeah. I'm in your bra. You guys, guys, I'm in your bra. (laughs)
0: Right. Like I'm hanging
1: out with you in your underwear. That's intimate. Yeah. Like psychologically, like you remember back in the day with like those shady internet marketing videos where people would be like, they're filming it in the car. The psychology behind that literally is People only get into cars with people they trust. So, so many people are listening to our show in their car. Psychologically, it's, 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 it's not to be manipulative, but it's just happening because it's the logistics of when a lot of people listen to podcasts. So they're trusting, they're feeling connected to you, but I'm also really good with calls to action. So I'll tell people like this interview is deep and there's layers. Listen to it more than once. I'll have women come into my group being like my podcast goes out on Monday. On Wednesday, I'll have someone be like, I've already listened to this one four times. So (laughs) I love that that's engagement, you know, so, so that kind of stuff, but because I'm specifically also saying to them, listen to this more than once, like maybe you want to journal on this, get this book. That's if you want to go deeper. And so it's also just providing a ton of value. And also I'm really considerate of the range of the type of listener I have. And so no matter who I'm interviewing, I'm just conscious and I'm asking questions to specifically specifically connect with the different types of listener and not just like, one certain type of woman. Like some of my women are moms. Some of them aren't. Some people work, some people stay at home. Some people are making a ton of money. Some people aren't. Mm. So always like, it's important to me. It's the basis of my show on the wild soul is reclaiming and redefining womanhood for the 21st century. And so for me, that means that we respect each other. And so to be inclusive of what woman looks like in the 21st century, in all of its iterations is really important to me.
0: I I just got goosebumps as you said that. I think that's so powerful. And one thing I really want to hone in on as it relates to the business of podcasting is that so often we are taught that we have one avatar, you know, this one person who's listening and here's what she looks like or he looks like. Here's the color hair she has. Here's, you know, her daily habits. And I have cut, the longer I'm in, in podcasting and definitely the longer I'm in business, I see how untrue that is. We have so many we have a couple of different types of avatars. And there's this one banner that really brings them all together. And yours is like this this acceptance of each other that this new age woman really is so diverse and so many different elements. And, and we can respect and love all of that. And, the, and but there are many avatars who are listening to that as a part of it.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, and my avatar is based on psychographic, not demographic. So I guess when I say I'm speaking, I'm speaking to all the demographics, but knowing that what they have in common is the psychographics.
0: Love that. Absolutely love that. Can you talk a little bit about how you weave your podcast into all the other different platforms in your business, meaning Mm -hmm. like, how are you making sure that the people who are listening to your podcast are receiving a message that will parlay itself into what you're posting in your Facebook group that will uh, connect to an email that you're sending out that will connect to, you know, whatever you're posting on Twitter. Can you talk a little bit about any strategy that you have there? So here's
1: all the little moving parts of what we do. I'll record the podcast, send it off to my girl. She edits it. She will send me three quotes or or a selection, whatever she'll pull out, like some of the best quotes and I'll pick my favorite. That's what goes on the graphic that we share on my personal Facebook page on Instagram and on Twitter. When we blast out the podcast, when they come out on Mondays, we do audio and video. We up load the video to YouTube because it's a whole different listenership. Mm -hmm. And we also upload the video to iTunes. And we also will upload up to 30 minutes because that's the max of the video to my professional Facebook page with, and if the video is longer than 30 minutes with a call to action at the end to watch the full thing, we'll send them to the website or to iTunes. We also create graphics for our guests and we'll send them an email, kind of just letting them know, hey, you know, here's how many times the last couple episodes were downloaded. Um, If you feel like sharing, here's some... Here's some tweets or Facebook posts that you could just copy and paste. Like we make it super, super no brainer easy, but most of our guests, um, they share and they write their own words or some people will use what we've provided for them. So that's cool. We send them graphics that they can use if they want to. So, um, did that answer the question or was there more?
0: Yeah, no, and I guess that kind of the second part to that, because that's more, uh, definitely like in the kind of how do we push this out? How do we market it on all of our platforms? The other end of that question is really, how are they all talking to each other? Not just in so much how oh, you're marketing oh, oh, sorry, the podcast. Thank you, thank no, you. that's okay. Cause yep. that's, that's one, one half of that question. So how are they all so, talking and- to each other? in every
1: episode in the intro, I'm saying, Hey, if you have any questions, comments, you want to just tell us what you learned or like what's going on in your life related to this, come on over untamerself.com forward slash Facebook, join the Facebook group and let's continue the conversation. And so I have a community manager and we're, we're having like probably like a hundred people a week or something like that. 50 to a hundred. I lose count because I don't do it anymore, but I have a community manager who Monday through Friday will tag everyone. Um, She'll However many requests to join the group came in that day, she'll tag everyone. We have a standard welcome, welcome to the group tags, everyone, and ask them two questions. Um, introduce yourself and let us know, you know, this and this, I don't even remember what the questions are at the moment, um, oh, where you, oh, I do remember where you live why you joined the group, where are you hoping to get out of the space? And so what's cool in terms of engagement, um, we're tagging people like when they join. So it's like, you're not invited to be a lurker here. You're invited to be a participant. Not everyone will comment on those posts. And sometimes by the end of the day, you see that that name is gray and that person has already peaced out because it was probably a little too much for them to be instantly invited to introduce themselves. And I'm cool with that because I want people to come in and chat and be engaged and whatever. And then what's also neat is that by people, uh, by asking them where they're from and where they live, I'm pretty good at remembering and like recognizing names and stuff, even though we've got a couple thousand members in there. So sometimes, or or I'll remember like who's from South Dakota that's been around for a while. And if someone's like, Oh, I'm from South Dakota, I'll tag the other person and be like, Oh, where's the wild souls in South Dakota. And I encourage women (laughs) to like get together. Cause one of the biggest struggles, like, like you said, use the word new age. I don't really like that term because that kind of has this whole implication of like, the hippies at Burning Man and, you know, no judgment to any of these things, but it's just like, that's not actually my crowd. My crowd is overachieving women who've been like busting their ass their whole life, like working so hard, so much in their masculine drive, do get things done, achieve. Um, my hustle is my worth. And they just like want to be connected to themselves. So it's not actually that Woo, woo we go there in some of the interviews, but that's not the intention or the purpose. but and then they they can connect with each other because a lot of those people feel like I'm outgrowing my friends, I'm outgrowing my family. I, I don't really have anyone I can connect with. So when I know that they live in the same town or at
0: least near each other, I'm like, hey, you got a wild soul in your neighborhood, so nice. get together. Absolutely love that. Can you talk a little bit about the direct bottom line impact that your podcast has had on your business? Now, when you started it, you know, you were offering retreats, you were offering coaching, um, group coaching uh, mentorships. Sounds like since you launched the podcast, you, you have since, you know, put a book out there. I think you have a membership organization. Now, can you, can you talk a little bit about like, what has that done for your business financially speaking?
1: The podcast fills everything. I don't do sponsors. I don't worry about trying to get people excuse me, to sponsor the show to make any money on that. I'm not interested. I just sponsor my own podcast. So we always, always, always do a mid episode commercial and let people know what's going on currently in the wild soul world. If there is something right. So like right now I'm at the time of recording this, I don't know when it's going to go live, but I'm filling my mentorship like in the month of December and the first week of January, I'll be taking applications and doing interviews for my nine month mentorship called emerge. And so the mid episode podcast commercial is like, Hey, you guys, you know, we are Emerge is here. Here's what it is. Boom, boom, boom. You can apply at untameyourself.com forward slash Emerge. And that's going to be our mid episode commercial for all of December last year. And there's something on our application. How'd you hear about the opportunity last year? I launched the book right before I was filling the mentorship. And I really thought a lot of the people would come from the book 80% 80% of the people came from the podcast. Wow. Same with when I have Untame Yourself Weekends. I'm like constantly like, hey guys, next Untame Yourself Weekend is, you know, this date, whenever, um, here's the link to apply, all that stuff. So we're just always letting people know what's going on with a little mid-episode commercial.
0: I absolutely love that. Any interesting like standout podcasting moments that you've had, um, either... I don't know, maybe like a fangirl moment or like just a funny out of the blue conversation that happened that sort of like took you off your your beat a little bit
1: nothing really takes me off my beat, but I will say the people who have, Oh, I'll tell you, I will tell you something funny. I'll tell you <laughs> I
0: knew I was going to get it. Come on. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't take me off my
1: beat, but I made a, a less discerning choice than I usually do. I'll <laughs> tell you that one in a second, but the people who I've had like the fangirl moments where I've actually felt a little bit nervous are the people who have written the books that have like changed my freaking life. Oh wow! And so that was Sonia Choquette, Martha Beck and Alison Armstrong. Getting them on the show was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm really talking to this person. (laughs) And in the future, when we get people like Elizabeth Gilbert or Brene Brown on and like some, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm reaching out next year. I'm like, listen, I'm basically just going to stalk these people until they're like, just say yes. So this girl stops emailing us. Um, (laughs) I've had like kind of fangirly moments with those women, but they're so fun and so cool. So it just ended up being amazing. Here's how I learned this lesson. Sometimes you're like, Oh, I wish I, I could get that person on. They have a huge following, whatever. That's never a reason to interview someone. My rule of thumb is I only interview people I'm super interested in and like genuinely curious about because that's what makes for a good conversation. Um, and so occasionally if I know someone has a book launch coming and they probably wouldn't say no, uh, wouldn't say yes. Normally, I'll reach out and be like, hey, I so your book's coming out. You want to come on the podcast? And this way, it's like I'm doing them a favor. They're more likely to say yes. So that's cool. Got I'll it. do that. But it's because it's someone I already wanted to have on the show anyway. Right. I'm, and I'm happy to mention their book, but the whole thing isn't going to be about their book. We're going to have a great conversation. We're going to mention the book at the end. So there was someone who is a... F- a, a, I'll call him a former friend who I had on the podcast and conversations. Interviews are so easy and fun for me, and it was like friggin' pulling teeth. Oh, man. This, it's just the kind of part, you know, some people kind of just all their stuff is basically regurgitating all the things they've learned yes. everywhere else. They don't yes. really have an original thought. Yeah. So if you're trying to have a conversation and it veers anywhere off of like their speaking points, they just can't hang. Oh, yeah. So it was kind of like that, but I posted the interview anyway. Like there was a Ugh. piece of me that was. I don't even want to post this, but I did. And a handful of people really called me out on it. (laughs) Like friends, they were like, um, this interview. And I'm like, I know. However, there were still tons of people that were like, Oh my God, that interview was amazing. And got so much out of it. It wasn't all bad, but I appreciated, I learned the lesson. I am not, and there have been like two times since then where I've done an interview and I didn't air it. Actually there were like four. And so really keeping my gut with that, like the quality control, if it wasn't an amazing conversation up to par with all the other ones, it's not going up.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: No matter how many friggin' followers the person
0: has. (laughs) Well, you do, you have to keep in line with like, is this going to provide value for the person listening? And if it's like, "Eh, I don't, know, or if it does provide value, it's going to be like, it's just not going to sit well with me in this way. So you absolutely have to listen to that. Yeah, totally. What would you say is like one of the big lessons that you've learned as it pertains to sort of your, your podcast as it's related to your business? Like, you know, has there been like a big lesson along the way that you've that maybe you started out thinking that the podcast would do this and really it ended up being this for your business or you thought you would approach it this way and really you're, you're finding out that you approach it this way instead?
1: This is a lesson I've learned across the board in a lot of things. More is not always better. Um, I've actually been running this free training called unconsume yourself and that's like the theme of the training is like more is not always better. Um, so only like a month or two after starting the podcast, I added a second episode. Um, so we were actually posting twice a week and the second episode, the segment was called ask Elizabeth or ask Liz. And it was just me. It was solo episodes. I was taking questions from the community. And I did that for like a year. And then this summer I decided to scrap or at least take the summer off. Initially I was like, I'm just gonna take the summer off. But then I decided not to go back to it because guess what happened? Only posting once a week downloads like tripled.
0: Really? Mm Do you think it was just because they weren't overwhelmed with so much content?
1: Yeah. I actually think that's exactly what it is. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: but also too, like there were a bunch of correlating things. I had a couple of like big guests on and they did share like Alison Armstrong emailed the podcast out to her list of God knows how many people. Wow. So that was big. And then, um, yeah, but I don't know, there, there was some other momentum and stuff going on. So, uh, but I honestly, I think from an energetic perspective, The reason why I took the summer off from doing those other episodes is because it didn't feel easy and I wasn't enjoying doing it. So I think from an energetic perspective, I love the interviews. They're super easy. We batch them. Our systems are in place. Like we're batched out, right? It's December right now. We're batched out through mid-February. So like... It's so easy. The other episodes I'd be doing like the day before and dreading it. Mm. So I also think there was like the energetic piece of that I didn't really like doing it and I'm sure that comes through.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Elizabeth, I want to conclude this episode by asking you, what are you most grateful for with your podcast? What are you most grateful that it's brought into your life? How, what are you most grateful for that it provides for you? What where does that gratitude lie for you in your podcast?
1: I it just it still blows my mind that people in like the, with the complexity of life in the year 2016, that people take the time to listen to anything I create, <laughs> it just is so humbling. Week in and week out, like I get these amazing. Actually, right before we got on this, I got uh, someone sent me a message on Instagram. I'll actually, I'll pull it up and I'll read it to you because this is the type of stuff I like cry probably on at least a weekly if not more than that basis from people sending me stuff like this and it just never gets old to me she's like I'm so grateful for you last January I set my first New Year's resolution to connect more to me I didn't know what that looked like until I found you I listened to a podcast of yours each day became completely emerged into discovering more of what it means to be in my power in the flow and loving myself as a woman thank you for speaking your truth and creating your art for the world you've inspired me I feel home in my body as a woman grounded safe and I know how to get back when I don't feel those things of you. Thank you. Boom. Uh, I'll do this
0: forever. Ah, uh, love, love that. Oh, okay. I have goosebumps now, so I can't imagine a better way <laughs> to conclude the episode today. Elizabeth, thank you so much. I mean this was just so rich and I would encourage you to go to untameyourself.com. Go check out what Elizabeth has. It it, it will blow your mind how just how deep what she has to offer really is. So go check her out. Elizabeth, thank you so much for being here. Thank you.